This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Pax What She Said. Now, here's Perry Goldstein and Maggie Loney. So I, I do think it's really interesting because, you know, we, we're talking about this young roster and I think the Packers have the youngest roster in the league and it's like by a wide margin like it's not even close and granted when you have Aaron Rodgers and Mason Crosby on your team (laughs) your numbers are more skewed and now you know you're leaning back into all these young prospects but Jordan Love obviously met with the media today as QB1 and I thought some of his comments were really interesting because you know the caveat here is what is he supposed to say you know he's not going to go out and say anything against you know what the team has provided him but I I liked his comments about when you're young, he said, you know, these guys haven't been around other players who want things done a certain way. So he has the opportunity then to get his point across on how he wants things run in the offense without having to worry about, you know, I'm not saying this would be Cobb specifically because Cobb's a team guy, but players that are so, you know, invested in a specific, you know, routine or a way that they do things. Now Jordan's getting to kind of be, be the guy in the center and get to grow with all these guys. So I think that there's, there's going to be a learning curve for all these players because acclimating into the NFL, especially as like a tight end is really tough. But I think that the Packers are in a very fortunate situation that even like Christian Watson wasn't in last season where they're starting fresh with their quarterback. You know, it's not Tucker craft coming in and having to get in Aaron Rodgers good graces after his 15th season and skipping off-season programs. Like, I'm not trying to make it a thing, but I think that it's a really, it's about the easiest transition you could expect for some of these young players. Yeah, I mean, we, so there's there's kind of two schools of thought if, if you listen to the national pundits. One is, whoa, how are they going to win with this young <laughs> wide receiver group? Because you see, like, well, the Bills went out and and got Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, and Justin Herbert came into a situation where there were already Keenan Allen and, and Mike Williams. So, like, how are they ever going to do this? Well, Aaron Rodgers came in without – I mean, Donald Driver was there, so, yes, there, right. there was that transitionary piece. But largely that was an incredibly young offense that grew up with Aaron Rodgers. And Donald Driver was kind of in that Aaron Jones role – where he was just sort of like a little bit older than everybody else. And so I'm sure that helped. And, and you know, I Aaron Jones is the kind of guy that you want to follow. So I, I definitely see that as, as a really big positive for this team. Jordan Love said all the right things. Whether or not that works, we don't know because it's most, uh, especially somebody, Jordan Love's a really smart guy. I firmly believe that you you know, don't get to where he's gotten without being a, a really smart guy. And and he's had a great media presence, really good strategy leading up to this. We'll find out where the rubber hits the road on this one. But I think he's doing all the right things. He hasn't gotten impatient in a really uncomfortable situation. He's getting his chance. And, you know, I, I mean, if I had to bet, I, I think he, he shines. Like, is he going to be another Hall of Fame quarterback? Eh, probably not. But I... <laughs> I, I don't think he has to be. I, I think if he can be like serviceable to good, 
if the offense clicks in the right way and, and to Perry's point, this defense can make up for a lot of early season struggles. The offense may have. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, Then, then, you know, they could be really successful and we've seen teams, you know, everybody's saying, Oh, the Packers are a six win team or like at best an eight win team. We saw the giants make the playoffs last year. (laughs) That giants team was worse than this Packers team. We saw the Seahawks, make the playoffs last year. And you could argue maybe they had a little bit more talent than, than this year's green Bay team does, but like weird things happen in the NFL every single year. And this is a team, a lot of talent on defense. I I think a lot of young, exciting things going on in offense. And, and if the right, right things fall their way, like who knows? Yeah. And like the NFC is still wide open. Like nothing has really changed from last season. So I'm not that I'm like really thinking about that, which is really interesting as a, as a green Bay fan, kind of like, I'm not getting like ahead of myself too much. I think this is very like step-by-step step. like to me, I'm like, all right, let's see how this off season goes. And then it's going to be like, all right, let's see how the first quarter of the season goes because all you really want to see. And I think this goes back to one of your earlier points, Andrew is like, are we just getting like growth out of this team? And like mainly this mm-hmm. offense, right? Like, are they on the upward trajectory? Because that's all you really need to see coming out of this season. Like, are we better in week 16 than we were in week one, regardless of record or anything like that? Is each player getting better? And then as a cohesive unit, are we also getting better together? Now you mentioned you have some apprehensions about Jaden Reed and I know personally, I'm really high on him. I think consensusly, people are very excited about him. So I'm very, I'm really curious, like where those are coming from and what they are. Yeah. So here's here's where we become public enemy number one. (laughs) Jaden Reed was my player overall 132. I I just didn't see it when when I watched him. I I thought. I thought when I watched him, he was in maybe early day three kind of player. Um, I know he showed out at the senior bowl. I know the Michigan state offense was a problem for him. Um, I, I don't know. I, again, I hope I'm wrong. I, but interestingly enough, I had both Grant Dubose and Dontavian Wicks rated ahead of Jaden Reed. So it's not that I don't like the Packers receiving class. I just, it's possible I missed something with Reed. I've seen, you know, clips from other people, um, many of which I have seen before, some of which I haven't. And so, you know, when you're scouting, especially when you're scouting as many players as I attempt to, there are games you miss. And sometimes you pick a bad batch of games. Like I have had that happen before and and misjudge a player's ability. Sometimes they just have a skill set that I don't necessarily like, like, gravitate towards and you know kyle had an interesting point uh on on this past week's pack a day that like he basically just stopped watching Jaden reed because he was like he's not a packers guy like he doesn't meet any of the thresholds uh that uh the the packers typically look for and so he just kind of gave up and maybe there was some of that thinking in there too um could he be really good? Absolutely. Like, I, I think he has some really interesting traits and characteristics. Uh, I, I think so, like some of the his closest athletic comparisons, I'm going to butcher this. I, I should have looked it up again before the show. But there's a lot of receivers that have kind of had middling careers 
and then there's Jalen Waddle. So like there is a lot of upside there for a player with his particular skill set. I think people probably are a little higher on his route running and hands than I was. And, and that could be just a big miss on, on my part. I know that some people said that he ran quite a bit faster than what was actually recorded um, that, you know, Packer scouts had him in the four threes. That certainly would be interesting. Um, I think People are labeling him as a slot, and and I do think that there's some credence to thinking of him as a potential challenger to Romeo Dobbs on the outside. I, I think maybe he has a little bit of that skill, and, and I, I sort of underestimated that too. So mm-hmm. as always, once you're a Packer, I'm a big fan of you. So <laughs> yeah. you know what? Forget my rankings. Who cares? Like, I hope Jaden Reed is Offensive Rookie of the Year this season yeah. and makes me look like an absolute fool. I think it's just so interesting hearing the way they fall like in your algorithm because like you're right. I mean, you could have just watched like a really interesting batch of games and then, Mm -hmm. you know, and he was so out of the threshold. I think most people, myself included, were surprised, but in watching him and again, I'm not even anywhere close to you, but there's just like two things that really stick out to me. And it's just like, first of all, his blocking, which already when you watch him block, like, you know, Matt LaFleur was like, okay you know check, check <laughs> off the list like you have to be willing to do that in this offense and b is just like his toughness at the catch point for a smaller guy i just find him to be like i'm a, that's my ball spot ball go get ball and all the rest of it like technique wise i think you can work on um you know he didn't come out of like any kind of like bigger program as you said it like Michigan State had a really tough season there's always like ups and downs when it comes to that but like you said we could kind of say the same thing about Christian Watson last season coming in like you know they didn't ask him to do a lot and you know he doesn't have a refined route tree and then you get into the NFL and you get into the right place and you can really blossom um and obviously small sample size Christian Watson went off for like a month but the opportunity is there so I'm excited about Reed. I'm also a little bit biased because I went down a rabbit hole of watching interviews, his interviews, and like, damn, that is a good kid. Like, that is a kid that you want to root for. Oh, my God. I was like crying during one of them. It was also <laughs> one o'clock in the morning. Andrew, can you give us your official rankings for all of the Packers drafts? Like, if you don't have it with you, that's that's fine. But I'd be really curious to see, like, okay, the Packers took Lucas Van Ness at 13. You had him rated as your ex-overall player. And then just, like, down the line. Yes. Actually, I compiled this because I missed so much of the draft <laughs> this year due to personal things going on. Um, so, yeah, Lucas Van Ness, obviously the Packers took him at 13. I had him at 28. Um, that said i understand the crazy upside there uh musgrave they took at 42 i had him at 44 win andrew very close uh <laughs> you know jane reed i talked about they took him at 50 i'm at 132 tucker craft i had him at 56 overall so really like tucker craft uh colby wooden i had at 75 so again the packers take him at 116 uh, that's a pretty big plus in mine. I did not rank Sean Clifford. So miss me with that. Uh, Dontavian Wicks, I had at 108. You know, the Packers took me at 159. So again, another plus there. Carl Brooks, I had at 219. But I will definitely admit that I mislabeled Carl Brooks big time. Um, I thought 
he was like playing edge out there and was just like a big slow dude playing edge. And then obviously like the being able to kick inside um, and some of the stuff I've seen since then kind of hard to watch Bowling Green tape too. So in fairness to myself, but I I've really liked what I've seen so far. Obviously didn't watch Anders Carlson. Um, <laughs> Carrington Valentine to me, best value in the draft. I had him at 89 overall. I really, okay. really liked him. Uh, I didn't see Lou Nichols at all. Anthony Johnson, I had at 203. So still a really good value. I, I kind of was struggling to see like, was he the safety he played at this past year? Was he the corner that I saw in like his junior year and like where he was at? But, um, again, I think people are really high in him and, and rightfully so the Packers need some help at safety and Grant Dubose, I had a 131. So another really good value there at uh, pick 256. So overall, I really like their draft class. I was gonna say so, and like, you're. I like that you you're uh, you're you're a skeptic. Um, you're not as I guess blindly positive as Maggie and I sometimes <laughs> can be about this team. But like overall, like, what's your gut feeling about this group of guys? I think I think just like every year, um, we'll all get really really excited about a bunch of these guys and one or two will be really good. A few will be all right. And then the rest will just kind of be like depth pieces or practice squad guys or out of the league in two years. Um, like you think back, what's a really great draft class? Well, the Seahawks had one last year. They got two starting tackles, uh, at least one starting corner and another pretty good depth piece. They got a, a really good young running back. Um, and that was kind of it, right? Like the, the rest of their draft class has contributors, but like basically we're talking five guys and people are talking about that as a foundational draft class. You can't expect out of the 13 guys that 10 of them are going to hit. Um, but if the Packers can get like four, five, they're going to be like, oh, I almost just said the R word, um, the the one Andy oh, Herman got in so much Twitter trouble word. for, no. not uh, the not the bad R word. I I think <laughs> like you. it will shoot this roster reconstruction <laughs> through go. the moon. Like like yeah. that that would be unbelievable if you know Lucas Van Ness turns into something. One of the tight ends they hit on, and then you know Jaden Reed or one of the later wide receivers. If they if they get that, like we're we're cooking with gas. And, um, I, I think, you know, I always tend to get really over optimistic and overvalue players. Um, but one of the things that always, that always helps me like go back in time, is like, you know, GMs are going to miss on picks and that's all right. But, but hitting on them, um, you know, hitting on a few players, each draft is going to put you in a really good position to be successful. 2400 sports is an odyssey company. 